You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And happy Sunday to everybody. Uh, you are here with live, I should say, your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, here on Pet Life's Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And um, uh, we sorry we missed you uh, last week, or at least I did live, because I was in New York doing Fox and Friends at the time, and I uh, hope you guys had, someone had a chance to, uh, to tune in and see it. We were talking about holiday hazards, something we will be talking about on the show coming up probably next week. I wanted to finish a series that we started a while ago on some of the, the health issues and organ systems that we've been discussing. And we've been on this kick of endocrine diseases, and we've gone through a lot of them. I, by now, a lot of you listening should be experts. So I am just getting over this ridiculous laryngitis. Try doing live TV or live radio uh, when, when your voice is not participating as well as you are. So one thing you can do to help me out today is I want to hear from you. You got to give me a call. I need someone else to do some talking. So the number is 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. You can also get a hold of me by joining in on the conversation. Log on to Pet Life Radio, then go down to the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab, and we will have you live, and you can sit and just type in, and um, we have you'll see a long box that says join the conversation. Very easy to do. And lastly, you can send us a quick email to Dr. Jeff, that's Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. And as we speak, Mark, our show's producer, he'll get that to me ASAP. So those are all, you know, kind of good things. Very easy to uh, to join in. We really want you to uh, to participate and be a part of the show. Now, a couple things also is that first of all, we have to thank our sponsors because I wouldn't be here if not for them. ProSense pet products. These are veterinary quality, veterinary endorsed products that are available to you over the counter. And of course, Kong. Everybody loves Kong and Kong toys. I hate to use the word toys because they're really more than that. They are for behavior. They are for teeth. They have so much therapeutic value, but they do keep your pets busy and occupied and they really do like them. So without further ado, one more time, I'm going to remind you because I want to hear from you, 877-385-8882. Give me a call. Help my voice. You're doing this a big favor. And um, anyway, you know, people tell me, people write to us, I know you're out there listening. So don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Join in. It's very easy to do. A uh, bunch of numbers on a phone, types on a keyboard, and you can join in and uh, join us here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets. So just as a refresher, we've been talking about different organ systems, going through some of the issues we've talked about, the adrenal glands, that was Cushing's disease and Addison's disease. We will be getting to the diabetes, which are diabetes mellitus, which is the sugar diabetes, and diabetes insipidus, which is the water diabetes. So those two we'll be talking about. Then what we also started talking about the thyroid diseases and how in the dog, the much more common by far thyroid disease is a hypothyroidism. That is a low thyroid count. And these dogs typically present, as you recall, they will be sort of sluggish. They might be overweight, skin, sometimes greasy, sometimes very thin. Their coats are very thin. They lose hair. Uh, But when they lose hair, it's not because of scratching. They're often prone to disease. Their immune system is affected. So this is the classic hypothyroid dog. Some breeds are more prone to others. We see golden retrievers. And um, how important it is, which was my point, from your veterinarian standpoint, 
to make sure to do the appropriate testing. And just a standard classic T4 test may not be enough because so many other conditions will present with a sick thyroid syndrome. So if a dog has another illness going on or something else that's just not right, as we joke earlier, ADR ain't doing right, they might have a low thyroid at the same time. But it's not a real low thyroid. It's kind of a fake temporary low thyroid. And if a veterinarian were to decide to treat a dog like this with thyroid supplement, we can actually throw them into hyperthyroidism, meaning too much thyroid. So these are things that we, uh, that we have to worry about. The best test is the T4 by ED. It's called free T4 by equilibrium dialysis. It should be run in conjunction when suspected with the regular T4. Now, that leads me to the other four-legged species that I love working with, of whom I have seven, and that is the feline. And typically, cats that present with thyroid disorder are presenting with hyperthyroidism. And what's so interesting about the thyroid gland and the disease in cats when compared to that of people, uh, twofold. Number one, the thyroid gland is a bilobed, it's a two-lobed gland in the cat that are not attached. So if you knew, for example, with the old-fashioned way, if we had disease in one of the glands, we can remove just it, leaving the other gland. This is not the same in people. They actually have a little island. It's a little connection called an isthmus between the two lobes. So whatever is really happening badly in one gland is sort of happening in the other. So you have to remove both. One of my kids, my oldest daughter, for example, had a thyroid problem. And um, when she was treated, she also had to, she had to have both of her thyroid glands removed because of the connection between the two. So with cats, however, it's different. So what we're going to see with a cat, the classic presentation of a thyroid disease in a cat, first of all, is age. We usually don't see it before seven years of age and typically really after nine years of age. But I've seen a few between seven and nine. And because of that and because of the subtleties when it comes to cats, why? Because the cats that are hyperthyroid are still acting great. In fact, they're acting even more than great. So you have a cat that's maybe a little bit more active and animated. You're thinking to myself, oh my God, you know, as my cat's getting older, he's eating great. He's very active. He's very animated. And you're kind of like so thrilled that your older cat is doing so well. But as a matter of fact, if you continue to weigh this great doing well eating cat, you're going to find that they're losing weight. And they're losing weight certainly at the beginning of hyperthyroidism because that thyroid is overacting. So their metabolism is greater. That's why they're eating so much. But that's also because why they're losing weight. Now, as a cat, if missed earlier, and the reason we're here today is to try to make sure that you will not have this missed earlier. But as they get sicker because of the continued hyperthyroid disease, then they will start to get more sluggish. And you get the almost the opposite effect. And they will start possibly putting on weight. And you're saying to yourself, well, can't be hyperthyroid because he's putting on weight. The issue is, is that now they're really sick. You waited too long. Your veterinarian waited too long. So here's what I have started doing in my practice. And I think that if you know about it, you should insist on it when, wherever you take your cat to the veterinarian. But as we know, that we start treating our pets as seniors somewhere around seven to eight years of age. So that means that when you're going in for your annual wellness check or for your vaccines and your cat is seven or over, I highly advise having a full blood panel done as well. And that includes your analysis. Why? A number of reasons. If we start thinking about two of the more common 
diseases affecting our middle-aged, late middle-aged, early senior cats, going into obviously senior cats, kidneys and thyroid. I have to tell you that these are two diseases, two conditions that we don't often have the luxury of having telltale signs early. These cats are acting totally normally effective, sometimes even better than normal. So they often go missed. If you wait until your cat is showing clinical disease, you will have waiting too long. So the best way to manage this is through prevention, is through early detection. And therefore, I say that you want to have these cats treated or tested early on with a full panel and includes the T4, the free T4 by ED, which is equilibrium dialysis. Cute story. Thyroid disorders, as far as our recognition, relatively new. And I, you know, in veterinary medicine or in medicine, you talk about something being new. You know, it could be 15, 20 years new, but it's still when you talk to the older practitioners that never dealt with this. A lot of times when these cats get sick, what do we notice? Well, first of all, their liver enzymes can elevate, and secondly, their hearts because of the hyperthyroidism, the, the, the blood is circulating, everything is going faster, their heart rate is high. To put it into perspective, instead of you know, maybe 130 to 150, it could be 220 to 240. I mean, we're talking a very, very fast heart rate. So if you talk to an older practitioner, and I mean older, someone who's been doing this for 35, 40 years, and I should be careful as I say that because <laughs> I'm in this, they're my 31st. But anyway, but they didn't really know of thyroid disease. I remember early in, in my practice career, I would get these cases, classic hyperthyroidism, and they were being referred because of concurrent liver disease. I'm listening to the heart. I'm looking at this cat. I'm reviewing the blood work. Of course, there was no thyroid test done. And I started to palpate the neck right here, and I could feel what's called a thyroid nodule. Or even, even if the gland is palpable, it's probably too big. It's probably hyperthyroid. So, of course, I, would, uh, I did my test, my thyroid tests, and it wasn't liver disease. It wasn't heart disease. It was hyperthyroidism, which will often cause both diseases or other conditions. And you therefore think, oh, my God, this poor cat, he's seven or eight or nine or 10 or 12 years old, and he's got liver disease already, and he's got heart disease. Well, in fact, he had neither of those. He had something much more treatable, and that was thyroid disease. So I, I remember, you know, I was this young whippersnapper. I didn't want to make a colleague feel badly, especially a, an older, wonderful, wonderful doc. Uh, he's no longer with us. And um, I called him and when I saw his patient and it did have this condition we call hyperthyroidism. I said, you know, you know one, thing, one thing I do, and I've been seeing a lot of this lately. So what I recommend and what I've started to do here in my practice, I said, is I automatically add the two thyroid tests to the blood panel. Just do it whether you think it's a problem or not. Just do it. He goes, really? I say, oh, you'd be amazed how many of these you're going to catch way early. And uh, on the one hand, oh, and he was so appreciative and so thankful that he you know, has this new information from this you know, young doctor. But I, and I feel good because I am helping cats in the long haul. You know, when I lecture, and I do shows like this, when I lecture at the vet conferences and I can give these pearls to other doctors, it makes me feel good. Why? Because I know that animals are going to benefit from this information. As a media veterinarian, when I can get out there and talk about things like this, I think it's going to help way more pets than I can ever hope to see in my practice in my lifetime. So, you know, this is really important stuff. So anyway, you make the diagnosis because you run the, these tests and you run the thyroid panel 
And you see, yes, not only is the regular T4 elevated, but so is free T4 by ED. And now we pretty much have a diagnosis. But wait, there's more, which we're going to get to. So stay tuned. Don't go away, especially if you have cats, especially if you have older cats. You're here tuning in with Dr. Jeff here at Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And we're going to be breaking for a quick commercial break. and be back in a minute. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. This is my tired of itching face. Does your dog suffer from persistent itching and scratching? Allergies and skin irritations caused by environment, including pollens, insects, especially fleas, food, and common household allergens are common problems in dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense itch and allergy products provide fast relief from symptoms like itchy, irritated skin skin infections like hot spots and watery eyes. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. There's nothing more delicious and healthy than an old family recipe. And for over 50 years, our family's been creating them especially for your pets. Nutrisource Super Premium Pet Foods. Dog and cat food that's all natural, holistic, and organic. Nutrisource Pet Foods contain our patented Good for Life system for your pet's optimum health and well-being. So order now. Safe quality food made by our family for your furry family members. Go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. From our family to yours, Family Brands. Your dog loves going for a walk, but what do you do when the weather just won't cooperate? Your canine companion shouldn't have to come home cold, wet, and uncomfortable. Zippy Dynamics has created a chic, revolutionary, and functional suit that covers your best friend from head to toe. Our apparel is stylish and remarkably protective against all weather. You and your dog deserve the best, and Zippy Dynamics is here to provide. Visit ZippyDynamics.com now and receive free shipping on all orders for a limited time. Zippy Dynamics, clothing of a different breed. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back to Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff. Before the break, we were talking about diabetes. Excuse me. That's, that's coming up soon. Talking about hyperthyroid cats. Now, we got to the point of, yes, 
making the diagnosis, how important it is to do the uh, blood testing, including the T4 by ED, free T4 by equilibrium dialysis. And um, just, you know, a quick story. You know, I have a lot of cats. Um, now down to seven, unfortunately, I had to put one of my cats to sleep a couple of weeks ago, my 18-and-a-half-year-old, who was just a trooper. He was a gorgeous American ragdoll. But you know what? He had a great life. He, he came to us. We were a second home. He was terrorized by the family's German shepherd in his first home. They brought him into my office. They were clients. They brought him into my office to uh, rehome him. I've always loved the rag dolls, and I just took one look at him, and I said, holy cow, I didn't quite say it that way, um, I have another cat. So, and that was almost 18 years ago. So, he was Andy, he was great, but our other old cat, now is now 16, is a uh, Maine Coon Norwegian Forest Cat Cross. Someone brought him in a, a litter of four, they had to have been maybe three to four days old. They were just starving. Some old lady heard them meowing under her house, and she sent her neighbor kid under the house with a flashlight to, to see what was under there. And sure enough, he found these four huddled together, took them out, brought them in. Two died within the first day, and two we just kept fighting. I was two feeding them every day. They were too weak. They couldn't even nurse. Anyway, that little teeny thing turned into a 22-pound monster. And, you know, it's amazing. So anyway, I've noticed, and he's always been a big cat, that he was losing a little weight. So it was time for his senior physical anyways, annual. So I brought him in. And of course, this time, his T4 by ED was greater than 100. Now, normal is 10 to 50. The gray zone is 50 to 75. Usually if they're above 75, even above 80, it's going to correlate with real hyperthyroidism. But the question is, how do you know? So before the break, I said, after getting the test, that is only a strong suggestion of. But before even considering treatment, we'll get to treatment in a second, we, have to, we recommend a thyroid scan. This is a scintigraphic scan that lights up the thyroid by radioactive iodine. It lights it up on the scan, and then the radiologist can actually make a determination. First of all, is it one gland or both? Is it real? I had a cat once that was 75 on the ED. We did the scan, it was normal. So and I'm dealing with a cat right now who went from 58 a year ago. That was a scratch the head. Hmm, got to watch this cat. As now is 78. So, of course, we're sending him in for a scan. The scan will be the real diagnostic indicator. And um, so anyway, good old Oreo, my black and white monster, he was down to 18 pounds. He lost four pounds. And he's not 22 pounds fat. He's 22 pounds huge. So sure enough. We take him in. His uh, scan confirms the hyperthyroidism. We go in for what is now become the Rolls-Royce of treatment, and that is the I-131. It's radioactive iodine that literally, what's the beauty of it is, it is taken up by the overactive cells in the thyroid, not by the normally active cells. The radioactive iodine destroys those overactive cells. So in the classic perfect world, after treating a cat with I-131, it only destroys the abnormal portion, not the normal. So at the end of treatment, these cats are left what we call euthyroid, normal thyroid, which is exactly what happened to Oreo. So now Oreo is normal. I don't have to supplement. I don't do anything. The old treatment is still, still being done. Nothing wrong with it. It's surgery. Surgery, however, is technically difficult. You still want to do a scan because the opposing gland or a gland that looks normal still might be hyperthyroid. If you do take the glands, you have to be very careful to not take the parathyroid glands because that completely messes up the calcium and phosphorus balance in the body. 
and that can cause a lot of problems. So the vitamin D, calcium, phosphorus, all related to the parathyroid glands, and therefore we have to be very careful. And that parathyroid is a little teeny gland. It sits right on top, attached to the thyroid gland. So to do the surgery to remove a thyroid, one really needs to be careful. And I remember back in the days when we had that because we didn't have radioactive iodine, our treatment was removing the gland. And uh, it was always a challenge to maintain the parathyroid gland intact. But if you have to take both thyroid glands, then you're left with what? You're left with having to supplement the thyroid forever. So now these cats have to be put on the thyroid medication, levothyroxine. Now, also another treatment, and this really depends on so many factors, the cat's age, one's finances, the rest of the body for the cat. In other words, do we already have a lot of other disease? Because if so, one might therefore opt for a treatment of methimazole, the brand name now is Philimazole, and that is just a, a medication that sort of counteracts the hyperthyroidism and leaves cats somewhat normally thyroid, but it's the Band-Aid. It's not really doing anything. If you stop the drug, they're going to go right back up again. So it's not really getting to the course and the source of the disease. Personally, I reserve that only for cats that are extremely infirm otherwise. Some radiologists like to put cats on filimazole before scanning and treatment because they want to make sure that we have an idea of what the kidneys are like and doing. And the, the key to that is when you have failing kidneys, and old cats, as we know, do, so what happens is because of the hyperthyroidism and the blood being pumped faster, the blood is going through the kidneys more than they would in a normal cat with a normal heart rate. So even though the kidneys aren't doing well, the blood is going through more than once. So whatever miss they missed on the first pass, as far as filtering, they're going to get on the second pass. So in essence, cats that are hyperthyroid are often masking their kidney disease. So you have this great successful treatment for the thyroid, and then after treatment, you find out, uh-oh, my poor cat also has pretty bad kidneys that you couldn't tell because of the hyperthyroidism. So just so we know, to, you know, information is king, what do we have to deal with once we do the thyroid treatment, which is why also that when we have cats like my own successfully treated for thyroid, when we monitor the thyroid over the ensuing years, we're going to take a really, really close look at the kidneys also because we want to make sure that we didn't have hidden kidney disease going on at the same time. So anyway, now you're experts on thyroid, but I will tell you, Oreo has already put two of his pounds back. He is doing great. One thing I should warn you, that if you're going to have the radioactive iodine, which by the way, is the way to go, it is now the treatment of choice. After treatment, just be prepared for some interesting instructions. For example, you have to save all your litter for several weeks before you can throw it out. Everything that's coming out of this cat is radioactive. If you have multiple cat households, as I do, I had to set Oreo up in his own room, his own bathroom. I got a special wheat litter, which is flushable, so I could flush it. I had to keep them separate. I had to wear gloves when I went in to feed them for about 10 days. So just know that there's a little bit, I mean, look, it's no big deal really, but I just want to warn you that you need to be very careful that you want to separate these cats when they come back from treatment. But I went to, took him to a facility, which was so great, where we got to log on on a webcam and we got to visit our cats. We got to see them staying in these really cool cages. I mean, it was really, for him, it was a great experience. Um, if he could talk, he'd tell me he had a great time. Anyway, next week. We're going to talk about some holiday hazards. I want to hear your stories. So send me your stories or just be prepared to give us a call 
877-385-8882. Write that number down. You're going to call me next week. You're going to save my voice next week. I want to hear from you as well as you always listening to me. Uh, again, thanking our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products, available at your local Walmart, and also Kong Toys. I, of course, want to thank Mark, our producer, and we will see you here uh, next week, same time. That is 9 o'clock out in the West by me and noon in the East and 10 or 11 wherever you are in between. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.